This podcast from Teacher Magazine is supported by the QT Academy. Visit qtacademy.edu.au. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Teacher. I'm Dominique Russell. If you're a long-time listener of our podcast, you'll know that each year two winners are announced for the annual Prime Minister's Prizes for Excellence in Science Teaching. One winner working in primary schools and one winner working in secondary schools. The most recent winners were announced in late 2022 and they are George Pantazis from Marble Bar Primary School in remote Western Australia and Veena Nair from Viewbank College in Melbourne. In January this year, just before the school year started, I caught up with George and Vina to hear more about the work they've been recognised for nationally and the impact they're having on student outcomes in their own school settings. First, we'll bring you my conversation with George and stay tuned for Vina's story straight afterwards. Let's jump in. Thank you so much, George, for joining us on this podcast episode. To kick things off, can you tell me a bit about your background in education and also your most recent role at Marble Bar Primary School? Sure. Um, first of all, thank you for having me. Um, it's, uh, it's an honor and a privilege to uh, be a recipient of the Prime Minister's Prize for Science Teaching in Primary Schools. Uh, I began my career in education in 2010 when I actually migrated to Australia. I started as a volunteer education assistant and have been working with both remote and regional schools since. Uh, my wife has been a teacher uh, for nearly 30 years and she's been my mentor from the beginning of my journey in education. She's helped me tremendously in achieving my dream of becoming a teacher. Uh, my role at Marble Bar Primary School was a STEM coordinator. I led the integrated STEM program combining CSIRO's two-way science program with emerging technologies such as virtual reality, drone aviation, and First Nations science and art. Uh, in 2023, I will be relocating to Junjunjara Remote Community School, uh, where I will continue my work in STEM education. So uh, my passion is actually teaching STEM using emerging technologies whilst preserving the local first language culture and language. Uh, I'm excited really, uh, to move back to the Goldfields region in WA, because that is actually where my journey began in education. So it's it's really exciting. And so, as we've mentioned, you've been recognised with the Prime Minister's Prizes for Excellence in Science Teaching in Primary Schools for the 2022 school year. So that was mm -hmm. in recognition for the work that you've done at Marble Bar Primary School. Can you tell me a little bit about the school context there? What makes it unique and how big is the school? So there are approximately about, I'd say about 25 students in Marble Ball Primary School. Uh, there are three teachers, uh, the principal, uh, one education assistant, one AIO, so that's about six staff. Uh, what makes the school context unique is that we have a very receptive community and extremely talented students. So the fact that we're a small school, uh, according to the student population, uh, I believe it makes a significant difference there. As a small school, the relationship between students and teachers is more positive and supportive. So uh, basically, students receive greater support from the teachers and support staff there. And staff relationships are also strong, and that plays a very important role in the education of students. 
And so a big part of the work that you have done at Marble Bar Primary School is integrating the two-way STEM program, which you introduced us to just before. You've implemented this and now you're also, I assume, taking it to this new region in, in WA, which is really exciting. Can you tell me a little bit about how you implemented it? Give us a bit of an introduction to the program itself and how you were able to integrate it so successfully. Big question, I know. <laughs> That's all right. It's a couple of pods. It's fine. <laughs> uh, so uh, CSIRO's two-way science program, uh, what it does, it actually incorporates ideas and resources that are designed to assist schools to engage meaningfully with their communities and basically provide uh, strong cultural affirmation for their students. Basically, the program allows the students uh, to become the teachers. So the First Nations uh, culture is taught by the students to the teachers. Our students teach us about the connection with the land, the flora and fauna, the seasons, and most importantly, their stories. That is the foundation for their culture, their dream time source. So it's very important that we actually acknowledge that. So I implemented the program through emerging technologies made available by our, our IT external partner. The consultative process was a combination of educational, technical, and community collaboration. So we collaborated with uh, community elders and First Nations staff to obtain uh, permission for the projects and also uh, have them as our cultural advisors. An integral part of the work is combining emerging technologies with two-way science. That's very important. As STEM coordinator, so I led the pro STEM program there with my students and they also played a role as cultural advisors assisting in the process. Uh, what has been done at Marble Bar Primary School is actually a first. Uh, combining two-way science, so First Nations cultural knowledge and emerging technologies in STEM has never been attempted. So as you can see, as you've heard, it has had phenomenal success uh, in the past three years. The projects to come out of the school, Marble Bar, are culturally responsive, and our students have demonstrated their creativity using 21st century technologies. Uh, the students were excited at the idea of having their cultural, uh, their culture, sorry, showcased globally. So in the past two years, the school has won 12 awards. So that includes state awards, national and international. That's an extraordinary achievement considering the size of the school. Staff and the students at the school also were excited to participate in paying the projects. Uh, one of the things that uh, was very uh, significant here was there was 100% engagement from all students involved in the projects. Staff also felt that this pathway for the students would result in improving their learning outcomes. All stakeholders were on board from the very beginning. Students were more engaged in STEM as the project worked at a cross-curricular level, including subjects such as HASS, LOAT, literacy, numeracy, the arts, two-way science that we discussed, and digital and design technology. So it has had an amazing impact uh, at Marble Bar Primary School. And, you know, as a small school, small remote school, to be recognized with 12 awards in the past two years, that's an amazing accomplishment. The journey began in 2020. So term one of 2020, the first day we had a staff development day, we were actually introduced to VR. Uh, I saw the potential straight away, and uh, I had a discussion with uh, 
my principal. And by term two, the end of term two, if I remember correctly, we actually purchased the first VR headsets. So in term three, I actually started the first project, which was the First Nations digital seasonal calendar. What that did was put mobile ball on the map. So we, uh, we had the students create a two-dimensional canvas of all the seasons in the local region. And then through VR, by using the application called Tilt Brush, the students digitally painted uh, that canvas and the calendar itself. And it has become the only one of its kind in WA and all of their work done through VR, the walkthrough gallery, the digital seasonal calendar, and whatever else they've had up until now is NFT. So they actually copyright it and protect it. So we're actually the first ones to actually do this in school as well and with uh, the walkthrough gallery. And something that we like to ask um, the Prime Minister's Prizes for Science teaching recipients when we interview them is if they can share a favourite learning activity that they led with students in the last school year. Is there one that you'd like to share with us? Yeah. Um, my favourite learning activity, actually, was working alongside with the students to share the local stories to help preserve the local language up there in the East Brabant Marble Bar. It's called Nyamal. So this was added to the language preservation center that we have in VR. So we have basically uh, um, a few, uh, three actual um, uh, worlds in mobile bot using uh, the Unity platform. So we have the season, digital seasonal calendar, the walkthrough gallery, which depicts their artwork of their um, Australian animals and in, uh, First Nations art. And we have the language preservation center. So by far, the Language Preservation Center is my favorite. Uh, it was amazing how the elders, the students, and First Nations staff were sharing their stories and culture with me. And it's also an honor and privilege to actually um, hear, you know, stories from the oldest living culture in the world. Uh, learning from them has given me a new perspective on their culture. It has made me a more effective teacher and has made me realize that we have to acknowledge, respect, and celebrate First Nations culture. As it is the oldest continuous living culture in the world, uh, there's so much we can learn from the First Nations people. And to be truly honest, you know, I'm very proud to be the first teacher to combine First Nations culture with STEM. So that was my favorite, and it is my favorite activity, and I will be taking this to uh, my new school in, in the Goldfield region. So the last question that I have for you, George, is just looking forward to this new 2023 school year. You're obviously moving to a brand new school context. Is there anything, mm -hmm. any other plans in the pipeline for this upcoming year that we haven't already spoken about for this new um, role that you're taking on? Yes, as you mentioned, I'm going to be going to a new school. So it's Junjunjara Rural Community School. That's the plan for the 2023 school year. I'm going to be uh, beginning uh, developing the first along with our um, external IT partner, first culturally appropriate First Nations uh, educational video game as a cross-curricular educational resource for First Nations students using the language of the local region, topographical mapping of the area. And we hope to uh, incorporate local stories uh, from that region itself as basis for the video game. And hopefully it won't be limited just to one specific uh, First Nations language. Hopefully we can incorporate it to do that for other 
um, indigenous languages. Also, uh, the reason that the Language Preservation Center was created in Mababa was because Nyamul is a critically endangered language. It has less than 10 speakers in the world. And that is why um, I decided to actually start that language center with the, with the students and with, with the community. So that is the uh, big news that I have for 2023. So video game, look out for it. Well, the most important that I think that I just want to talk about is as teachers, uh, because there are a lot of teachers going out remote and first time rural. So the, the most important thing you can do as a teacher is to learn from your students. Definitely collaborate with the local community, respect, listen to the elders regarding what they want for their children, what it is about their culture, and, you know, just have a yarn. Listen, you know, be very, very receptive to that because it's their communities. We're, we're, we're visitors. We have basically, you know, we have an expiry date. We're there for three years, maybe four years. That's about it. It's their community, it's their schools, it's their it's their kids getting an education. So, you know, the, the more, I also believe basically that the more the First Nations culture and language should be included in the Australian curriculum through cross-curricular links. First Nations culture and language is a must. We have to acknowledge it. They are the indigenous people of the land. We need to have more of the language and the culture embedded into the Australian curriculum. That is something that needs to be done. Coming up, we'll hear from Veena Nair, the 2022 winner of the Prime Minister's Prize for Excellence in Science Teaching, who will explain how she's worked to improve participation in STEAM subjects at Viewbank College. First though, here's a quick message from our sponsor. Teachers do their best for their students, but being a teacher can be really tough. QT Academy Professional Development provides a powerful way for teachers to form a bond with other teachers, to learn from each other and strengthen their practice for better student engagement and academic results. QT Academy, empowering teachers to empower each other. Visit qtacademy.edu.au. Thank you again, Vina, for being able to join us on this podcast episode. It's great to be able to chat with you and find out more about the fantastic work that you're doing. I thought to kick things off, it would be great to just get a bit of an understanding about your background in education and also your current role at Viewbank College. Before I begin, let me thank all you and for this great opportunity for um, allowing me to come on your program and sharing my my insights and my experiences. So back to your question, my insights and my background in education. So I come from a family of educators, really, and my parents both were educators. And before them, few generations, we had educators in our family. So I think I've got it in my DNA. Um, I can't escape it. Um, <laughs> so I start, I actually decided I don't want to get into education because I saw my parents and I said, no. But um, the way I started, I started by, I started actually 
going into coding and then installing some computers in uh, um, low SES schools in Mumbai and started teaching students coding using BASIC, which BASIC was the language long, long back uh, ago. So, uh, and the students are giving me feedback saying that you really explain well and you should, you know, go into teaching. And then at the same time, I was encouraged by my parents, by my in-laws and said, you should try this. So after a good gap, after my graduation, I went back to uni and started doing, I did my beard. And that's how I got into education. It was, it was really uh, something that really resonated with me immediately. Not only because um, I could explore along with the students these great new things, but I saw it as an opportunity to um, create change and create an impact. And that is where it still sits with me. And so what's your current role at Viewbank College? And can you also tell me a little bit about the school context there? Yes, so Viewbank College is a school in the northeastern side of Melbourne. Um, we have a strength of about 1,500 students. Uh, so it's a relatively big school um, and about 100, 150 staff. Um, when I joined the school, Viewbank College was looking for developing STEM or STEAM. And um, I was grateful that I got this opportunity to do that and did the trust that they put into me to, to develop the STEAM program at Bearbank College. The students, um, we come from a relatively good family setups. Of course, every school has their challenges and things, but um, we are a school that prides ourselves into innovation in in taking on challenges and taking risks and looking at team building in different ways. So that really was, um, that was a good grounding for me to start off on. Wonderful. And so you've obviously been recognised with the Prime Minister's Prize for Excellence in Science Teaching in Secondary Schools, which is so exciting. You were really recognised for increasing your students' opportunities for real-world learning and also industry connections. So can you share with our listeners what you've done and what you've introduced to achieve those outcomes? So um, what we did, when I when I joined Viewbank College, as I said, they were looking at developing the STEAM program. Um, so every school offers science and maths and technologies as integration, uh, as in individual subjects. But very often we ignore the integration of these. And what I always wanted to do and have done in my previous schools as well is offer that integration and 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 inviting uh plays uh, in curriculum for students to take risks and learn that it's okay to fail and learn from that. So it, you create that safe environment around it and, and, and students then just thrive. So when we started the 
STEAM program, or rather the electives in STEAM. Uh, and I'll touch base on that in a minute. We had about eight students going in for engineering. In the last four or five years, um, that number has gone to almost 40 to 50 students. So the, the, and the only reason for that is that students can now experience what engineering is um, in a safe and in a, a very supportive way and in a fun way. Most importantly, if you don't have fun, you don't enjoy it. So the way we went about it was we started with a very easy subject, which was um, not anywhere called engineering or STEAM or anything. We, we use 3D printers and um, we just called it elective 3D designing and printing. So it was nowhere remotely connected to anything, you know, because students already have developed some perceptions that they're not good at science, they're not good at maths, or they don't like e either one of them or technology. And so when you have a subject which does not tell you anything about it in, the, in its name, it's, it's a safe place to come. But essentially what we did through that subject was integration of science, technology, in engineering and mathematics and arts. And through that, now in the last six years, we have been able to get almost 600 students experience 3D printing and, and um, engineering in different ways and create and become solution focused. So it was as simple as that. And from that in year nine, we went on to year 10 to create what is emerging technologies. Again, a very similar method, but um, in, and then the pathway into VC systems engineering, which is my favorite subject. And I absolutely love it. So that is where we went. Um, the other thing that worked for us um, was use of certain things which are already there. Um, people have already created these tools. For example, the science talent search. So we created that. Um, I, I mean, what I did was I started really as a co-curricular active, really pushing for the science talent search. And for the last two years, we've been getting this U McKnight Award for the maximum number of entries in in a, from a school. So it is, it has taken a little bit of a progression, but it takes a, some time to uh, establish some new projects and we are happy that it has taken off. Regarding the industry connections, I've always felt right from day one because I was, and I started as a business developer in India. And I always felt that there is a need for industry to connect with schools. Our schools are very, um, you know, um, are disconnected. They're not part or they're just left alone. And that shouldn't be. They, we are a community. We, 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 we are giving education to enable students to become part of this wide world and communities. And so we must encourage community to come in the school and have partnerships. So, we start we the first thing that we started doing was inviting a lot of industry experts to come and give talks um before i joined viewbank college we had um, i ha 
as a parent, I was part of a group called the Friends of Steam, which was established already in Maybank. And I was a part as a parent. So when I came uh, as a staff, I took over and we developed it further. And through that Friends of Steam, we ran these um, lunchtime activities with experts. We in invited a lot of people uh, to come and showcase what is happening in academia, in industry, and develop those network connections. Um, but in 2019, uh, we also ventured into something called the STEAM Futures Conference. And um, this was a great opportunity because we invited almost experts from every single curriculum domain um, to come and talk, give uh, give workshops. And we had about 25 to 30 people volunteer at that time to come and do these workshops for teachers whom we invited from all over Victoria. From that, there were a lot of partnerships that were established in different schools and in our school as well. Um, we then went on to look at in 2022 and um, the bigger part of that was that we also encourage our students to run this conference so yes i did the background work uh, and as teachers we did it but uh, on that day the whole organization and and the facilitation of the conference was done by students so again, there was a lot of networking by the students with the industry professionals themselves. Um, we also did the same thing. I, I mean, I try to do that in my subject areas all the time. So uh, I tend to connect students, especially in year 12 systems engineering, to an industry partner or an academic partner because through this subject, I want them to experience what engineering is in real world and how to develop these networks. So that is a little bit of a training that I go along with them and show them that they need to step out of their comfort zone and reaching out to people. So that is the whole industry connection uh, part of it. And so another question that we, because we've um, spoken to many of the winners of the Prime Minister's Prizes for Excellence in Science Teaching over the years, and one question that we really like to ask is if they can share a favourite learning activity or a lesson that they led with students in the last school year. Does anything jump out to you that you'd like to share? Yes, um, definitely. Um, uh, in uh, last year, what in, we did for the first time, and I think, I'm not sure whether other schools are doing something similar. I would love to know. Um, but we started in year seven. So it's not a lesson plan or an activity, but it's a more of a star or whole school approach that we shifted. Um, so we started uh, year seven program, which was initially uh, either art or tech, and we combined them and offered them as an art tech year seven program. And again, through that, we encourage students to so there are three projects that we did um and that again brings us back to a little bit of a, this industry connection um so the one of the projects that was done was called the protein database project we had done that um i must give credit to the some um, the art leader 
in my school for taking that initiative. I mean, I can bring a lot of opportunities, but um, and I tend to say yes to everything, but <laughs> there should be someone who also is crazy like me to do it. So um, she was the one who took on that lead and um, did that program earlier with her year 11s and year 10s. But this year, for the first time, um, we introduced this program in year seven. Um, now, grade six students who come into year seven have really no idea about proteins and protein structures and all of those. Um, so we brought it down to an understand for them to understand what these protein structures are. But the fact that these students then went on to win the and get represented in the International Protein Database exhibition was really the hallmark of this program. So that was one of the projects that we did. So I, the idea is again to develop this problem solving, creativity, all of these things that we talk about right from year seven and give them that open space for students to develop their own curriculum and run with it and work in a group. So everything that we really want our students to have, we put it into this and with a focus on sustainable development goals as well. And we ran two projects last year. Uh, one was the protein database and the second was the variable technologies. So again, a massive jump for all of us, including uh, and our teachers to really take on and become the facilitators and and in especially with variable technologies. And when we had a fashion show, so um, the students absolutely loved it. And this jump that we saw in the students from the way they looked at their own learning and took responsibility and ownership and agency of their learning was a massive something that I really was really happy with. And so just finally then, Veena, I thought it would be good to get a bit of an idea of if you have any plans in the pipeline for the 2023 school year after winning such an amazing award. Is there anything going on at the college or perhaps just professionally? <laughs> there are many things that are going on. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, of course, uh, at school, I'll continue to uh, promote and work uh, on all the programs, the space programs that we have, the sustainability programs that we have, the science talent search, as I mentioned, as many engineering opportunities I can provide. But um, one of the things that I'm keen to develop is in sustainability and in global citizenship. And that is something that I'm trying to focus next year. That's all for this episode. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast channel on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like to leave us a rating or a review, it really helps us out. We'll be back with a brand new episode very soon. You've been listening to a podcast from Teacher Magazine, supported by the QT Academy, empowering teachers to empower each other. For more, visit qtacademy.edu.au.